If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 245. Uh, I am not Ryan McCaffrey. Uh, my name is Marty Sleva. I'm joined by Sean Finnegan. Hello, everyone. And Alana Pierce. Hello, friends. Oh, all friends. Yeah. Uh, Ryan is homesick. He had the stomach flu. Um, he is uh, probably doing a real bad things out of multiple things. Ugh. <laughs> I, I, we I guess we talked about the stomach flu multiple times on this show in the last like two months. Yeah, well, between Ryan's stomach flu and me getting food poisoning from Chipotle, I just think there's been a lot of wait, wait. A stomach flu is not a. It's not necessarily food poisoning. Oh, it could be. So it's like a wow. Okay, it, like a stomach... I just thought of it as like a regular flu. No, but it's where you're doing the the end of the thing. You could have the flu and not be like puking. But yeah. if your stomach flu, then they're yeah. probably puking. Gross. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's not. It's and uh, Dustin's in China. Dustin's in China. I think he's in China. He's he might be in Thailand moving. right now. Maybe he's doing. The last time he tweeted, he was in Thailand because he okay. couldn't tweet in China. Right. Yes. Because he or unless he used a VPN. Uh, but sure. yes, that's that's why I pre-apologize that the three of us are here. I'm sorry, we're not Dustin and we're not Ryan. We're definitely. But not. we're gonna make do. Ryan helped us make the show, which is gonna be very good. Um, yeah, so we're not going to do, I don't know how the computer works, so we're not going to have cool musics, we're not going to have Master Chief talk, or we're not going to have Duke Nukem talk, uh, but there are video game things to talk about, such yes. as... I think what is what everyone's here for anyway. So. I think so, yeah. I think we're going we're gonna to run a tight ship, and the response is going to be so positive, and Ryan's going to be so yeah. sad, and then all the comments are going to be like, Ryan, please come back and host. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it was a pretty big week. Uh, we're going to start off a little bit with, uh, obviously, piggybacking on uh, the Lionhead stuff we talked about uh, last week with the official closure and everything. Um, Kotaku uh, reported that, uh, quote, some of the biggest names in video game publishing, end quote, uh, wrote letters of intent uh, regarding acquiring Lionhead. And so uh, evidently when the news broke about Lionhead uh, sort of being shuttered, a lot of folks came forward and were like, hey, can we buy Lionhead? And Microsoft was interested in this idea, except for the stipulation that most of them also wanted the Fable IP. All solely wanted the Fable, Fable IP. IP. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And couldn't get it. So apparently uh, Microsoft said no, which means that part of that is that Microsoft still wants the Fable IP. Yes. Which I don't blame Microsoft for. Fable is like one, while it's not been like in the best shape lately, 
uh, it is like one of the pillars that the Xbox brand is founded. It's also mm-hmm. recognizable. Yeah. So yeah. it's like it's a game or a franchise that you can kind of really lean on that people will recognize. Yeah. So it's like selling that is also selling what 10 years of marketing basically. Yeah. And like despite the fact that Fable as a brand in terms of its products is probably at its low obviously the lowest point in the history. Yes. I feel like Fable as an idea is more valuable now than ever, just given the fact that fantasy seems to have become so much more popular than it was oh, totally. 10 it's years ago. It's also it's a different kind of fantasy. Like we have, you know, Skyrim and The Witcher, but then Fable is the one that has like more of a strong sense of humor. It's a little more lighthearted, a little more childish. So where other serious fantasy RPGs are amazing and progressively getting more popular, it seems, mm-hmm. Fable still fills a gap that... I can't really see anyone. No, else. totally. And even like aside from those games, stuff like Game of Thrones <clears throat> is the most popular show on TV. And yeah, so it's yeah. Like, I was just yeah. about to say like Game of Thrones, even in just the realm of pop culture, kind of filled this void where that was left by you know Lord of the Rings is gone, Harry Potter is gone. Mm-hmm. Like there's this area where fantasy has been at a low point where Game of Thrones has really taken off, and it's like. I don't know. I think a Fable 4 announcement or a traditional Fable announcement, that still has a lot of value to Microsoft, and they know yeah. that, yeah. which is why they don't want to get rid of it. It's a tough spot to be in, though, because what people look at from the outside is, oh, Microsoft would rather put 100 or however many people out of jobs than give away the IP, and it's like, that sounds terrible, yeah. but at the same time, like if you're in a, if you're in a business conference room sitting on the board, mm-hmm. that's they have to have you have to make that and, call. And, and I mean, like, Fable's also, so no one valuable. makes that call easily. Like, yeah, it would have totally. been really hard for them to do. But it's also, so they're not willing to sell Fable, but they sold or got rid of every person who was working on Fable. So it's like, if they make a Fable 4, it's not going to come anytime soon, is what this means. No, I mean, I would ima- yeah, I would imagine this game isn't doesn't exist even as an idea yet. Yeah. If Fable 4 will yeah. ever exist. I bet just holding onto it just in case, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I think it will exist eventually if they find the right team. Uh, but Microsoft, I mean, Microsoft's sort of a weird uh, company in that I don't know what internal... Like, we've talked about how cool it would be if Rare made this game. Yeah. But I don't think Rare's big enough. I don't think well, Rare so, yeah. like has the manpower to make yeah. this. Think about that it's also not unprecedented for Microsoft to form studios around their yeah. IP, right? Like, they did it with 343. Yeah. And they have now recently done it with Gears. Right? Yeah, with like, Coalition. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, that's a, that's so, you know... I guess that's for what instance, Lionhead was. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Halo Wars is an IP that existed before with a different studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah. they're re-bringing it back now under the 343 banner. Yeah. They may do something similar with, you know, with, with this. Yeah. So one of the things that got me thinking is when, you know, according to the report, it was, quote, some of the biggest names in video game publishing. Yeah, uh, what does that mean? EAs, and so that's Activisions. What, so I'm thinking, like, it's probably not Bethesda because Bethesda has Skyrim. Bethesda yeah. wouldn't be uh, Wasn't someone like CD Projekt Red because they have Witcher. And the, yeah, what what, is fam- the one what? that came to mind was Sony. Huh? Yeah, because oh, Sony doesn't have like a high Big fantasy, fantasy thing. thing, yeah. And so I'm just imagining the world really where funny. on stage at a Sony conference they announce Fable Four, Fable Four, exclusively <laughs> to PS4. That would be amazing. Yeah. Oh man, I feel like that would be one of those just like room breaking moments. People would be so mad. Yeah. <laughs> they would be screaming. I just kind of want that to happen just to watch what just happens. to watch the world burn. Yeah. Um, who when when THQ closed down. I don't really remember the details of the sales, but I, I don't think like EA bought one thing. Well, so Ubisoft. Evolve went to uh, 2K. 2K. 2K bought more than one thing, didn't they? Um, well, the big, it was a while ago now. Yeah, I mean, the big ones were Evolve. The big ones that were currently in production were Evolve going to 2K and South Park going to UB. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know, like no one. Darksiders was. That was Vigil. Vigil, and that's just like a small studio. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, there was a bunch of there was a bunch of smaller studios Homefront? that sort of picked up. Homefront wasn't THQ. That was. That's, I'm thinking of a different game with a different word. It's not Homefront. It's. Homeward Bound, the movie it's with definitely not dogs the movie with the dogs to get and a cat. I don't yeah. remember, but like I, I just feel like you know EA don't really have a history of buying stuff. I mean, also, Star Wars, Bioware. So, yeah, that's well, yes. they buy studios. Yeah, yeah. But not well, IPs. I guess and the IPs. Yeah, I mean EA. It would be interesting for. Does I EA guess have Bioware. a fantasy property? Uh, Bio, Bio, Bioware has Dragon Age. Oh, Dragon oh, you're Age. Right. Yeah, yeah, totally forgot um, about Dragon yeah, Age. Like, That's why I was trying to like figure out if EA would do that, but yeah, yeah they I mean, it might have also been like, I mean, there's there's smaller folks who are getting like it could have been something like Deep Silver, or it could have been mm. Telltale's yeah. getting into publishing, and Gearbox is getting into publishing, and we think Riot's getting into publishing. So it could <sighs> be one of these studios that you don't really think of, like like Riot is flush with cash, that. and I imagine yeah, like tons of cash. yeah, and all they all they're doing is leagues. So yeah. like you imagine they they're working on something else some sort of a entertainment property or I actually like think I actually think they are working on something else like I don't have I can't actually cite where I think I read this but I do vaguely remember reading an article about them developing a new IP which I, think I thought I, was interesting new IPs and, and expanding League of Legends into other mediums like yeah. I mean, League of Legends is big enough to have a movie or a anime or something I guess I know. see um, Riot as similar to like they, similar to Valve in that they just don't need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like, I mean, you know, Valve basically stopped making games because Steam is so profitable and yeah, but it's a, like Steam, kind of the same. But Steam makes sense because Steam they are is going to be a, a digital publisher. Yeah, so whereas so it is totally different. Uh, whereas like League of Legends could eventually fall out of vogue. Like no That's one, true. no one thought World of Warcraft would ever not plan. become popular. And not that it's not popular. Just Still not the biggest where it was. MMORPG. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. It's. Um, Lost 50% of its yeah. subscriber base. Yeah, yeah, but it's still huge, which is crazy. Yeah. That's funny when you could say, like, we've lost half of our subs and we're still, still bigger, like, millions. exponentially yeah, bigger than anyone than, else. Than the next In guy behind you. In terms of stats, yeah. do you, does anyone know if Dota or League is bigger? Uh, I mean, League I know is bigger. Dota yeah. still gets bigger prize pool for the international and everything, but yeah, League is bigger in terms of user base mm-hmm. and viewership even. But yeah. hmm. I think consensus by the community is that Dota is the better game. Well, yeah. I hope that I don't offend any league players, but I would think that the league audience is possibly bigger because it has a younger audience as well. Like, I think kids in school are playing a whole lot of league, whereas Dota is a harder older. game. Yeah. And I don't know. I oh, would you're, definitely, you're definitely offending the audience. I probably am. You're right. Yep. Yeah. I really like Dota. <clears throat> I mean, I... I mean, I guess we can offend people if I feel like we believe what we're saying is right, but I think Dota is mechanically more challenging. Oh, no, it totally is. Yeah. I feel like that's... I think even league players would agree with that. It is more challenging, but yeah. I'm not confident in saying that's why people play uh, younger people play league. Oh yeah, that's not true. We don't know why. That. We don't know why people play the games that they do. Plus, like I mean, I know a lot of people out there who really love league. Kyle O'Connor, we got out there who mm-hmm. loves league and that's also true. plays Dota. That's There's true. a lot of like the both games are super fun, and they both are really really popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, League of Legends fans, send your hate mail to Sean and Alana. And not <laughs> me, because I abstain from talking, because I think MOBAs are very dumb. But you did that well, one... Well, you asked for your own hate mail there, Marty. Really? <laughs> oh, dang. Yep, you really screwed that up on the end. But Marty did do a really awesome MOBA video one time, where he announced oh, what yeah, was going I, on I, in Dota. Uh, Mitch, was it Dota or League? Yeah, Mitch had me shoutcast a match of Dota with him. <laughs> and it was the first match of Dota I'd ever seen. That's amazing. There was a nice river. You mentioned uh, Marty and I went to baseball last night. Mm-hmm. See the Giants and what? Uh, 
Neither of you are anyone I would peg <laughs> as going to a baseball game. Well, we're, we did. We're we were present. Base, we're baseball kind of. It was very cold. <laughs> and I decided that at some point, uh, we call American football gridiron in Australia. I'm going to just get very drunk and record myself explaining what is happening oh, to you people totally that I'm should. friends with. Yeah. And uh, try and commentate the entire game. I think they go for like two hours. Yeah, it's a long yeah. game. Like that's a. If you fast forward, I don't know about you. I don't know if you know this, but baseball is one of those games that theoretically doesn't have to end. Yeah, yeah. It could go on forever. It could go on forever. No, but I mean that's gridiron would be what I would be doing. Baseball oh, is like a lot of nothing happens. Calling it gridiron. It's what we call it. It's so weird. But I got to teach you a lot about baseball. Yes. Like when when one of the men do a good hit, it's called doing a good baseball. Yes. Some of them did good baseballs. Some of them did not. Some of the poor baseballs. Yes. There was a lot of bad baseballing by the Giants last night. I don't know why anyone lets us go places. <laughs> um, there's no transition here, but uh, this next story is uh, very sad and yeah. uh, close to your heart, Alana. So I'll Indeed. let you take it away. So uh, Disney has basically stopped their games division. Uh, Disney Infinity has been canceled, and Avalanche Studios, which is in Salt Lake City, has been closed. Uh which sucks because I was there only like two months ago reporting on how they make Disney Infinity toys and we had on May the 4th a documentary I've been working on for like two months go up about how they get Kylo Ren from being concept art with little information from Disney to a toy to being animated and and all of I, I spoke to so many people in that company who are all awesome people and that's just closed now and I kind of feel like they had no idea uh so is this a quote from Disney do we know Mm, yes. I assume so. Uh, or Disney EA, said, probably. No, no. Wow. Why did I say EA? No, Disney. Sorry. I don't think it would be EA. Go, go. Know. Just move on. <laughs> From Disney, they said, after thorough evaluation, we have modified our approach to console gaming and will transition exclusively to a licensing model. This shift in strategy means we will cease production of Disney Infinity, where the lack of growth in the toys-to-life market, coupled with high develop- development costs, has created a challenging business model. This means that we will be shutting down Avalanche, our internal studio that developed the game. This was a difficult decision that we did not take lightly, given the quality of Disney Infinity and its many passionate fans. Yeah. So this is crazy because I think yeah. everyone was everyone was just under the assumption that these toys and this game and on the strength of Disney's properties mm-hmm. and characters was like a gold mine. Yeah. Right. Yes. Disney Infinity were the more popular of the toys to life ones as well. They were outselling right. Skylanders. They were doing better than Amiibo. So it's like. I don't really understand what went wrong, but obviously it would have really high production costs. Yeah, I mean, the, the game itself, I think, has much higher production costs than yeah. like a Toys to Bob. Studios. Uh, or Toys for Bob uh, Skylanders game. Yeah. Just because it's multiple studios, and like those games are so ambitious. Yeah, the, they the do Disney tons Infinity of games. stuff. Like, they're they are racing games and action games and yep. open-world exploration games yep. and creation tools. Uh, and you have these amazing studios like Sumo Digital and Avalanche working yep. on stuff. Ninja Theory is working on combat for the games. Um, and so I just feel like I feel like the toys were probably selling just fine, especially when yeah. they started to have Star Wars toys yeah. and Marvel toys. I mean, I have some of those toys that have never even touched the game. But they're awesome Just looking. because they look cool. Yeah. Like, the design is awesome. Which so. is similar. Like, there's a bunch of people here who have a ton of Amiibo on their desk. Like, Justin Davis has, like, every Amiibo, but he yeah. never uses them. Yeah. He just likes them. Yeah, because they look cool. And I yeah. think um, the Disney Infinity style was really unique. Yeah. And really cool, and they look so well together because they look like they're really all part of the same line, which yeah. is super impressive. They do such a good job of like mashing Pixar characters with the actors from the Avengers, with yeah. Star Wars characters, with Mickey, and making them look uniform. Yeah. Like, oh, that makes sense. They exist in the same world, which yeah. is insane. But that just shows the the you know high bar of of talent 
that yeah, was at Avalanche. I think one of the quotes that we used in the documentary, which was published, uh, was something along the lines of, we have to make sure it's that character, but it's not that character because it has to be part of the Disney Infinity line. So mm-hmm. we take a character, change it so that it doesn't look exact to be uniform with characters from every yeah. single one of these things. And, and they had to like future-proof it so that they could, could keep doing that. Yeah. And through Disney Infinity Original to 3.0, I think that they did a really good job of that. Yeah. Um, they all look awesome. And there's a few more characters that they are still bringing out, uh, Finding Nemo and or Alice find, in Wonderland. Yeah, yeah. So they're bringing out a few more, but then that's basically going to be it. No more Disney Infinity, no more Disney Infinity toys. But outside of Disney Infinity, uh, I think this also means that licenses are probably going to be bought for basically all of those properties. Uh, uh, what do you mean? Well, I imagine that we're going to have more people working on Avengers games than there currently are. Yeah. I like mean, someone is going to buy that. Yeah, we were talking about that license. last week. I don't know if it's on here or on Beyond, of the idea that like since the Avengers movie came out, there really hasn't been a proper MCU video game. Yeah. Like there have been some mobile games, but nothing like huge and major. Yeah. And so I'm curious if we'll ever see that. And there were the rumors recently that a Sucker Punch, the infamous developers, might be doing a Spider-Man game mm-hmm. that would tie in with the movie. Um, so, yeah, I'm really curious of the idea of that. And obviously, like, Star Wars, we're still going to get a ton of Star Wars games because EA has already announced whatever four of them and has yeah. six studios working on them. So that's kind of the thing. Like, EA has the license for Star Wars games. Mm-hmm. But right now, nobody really has it for Marvel. Avengers. Yeah, yeah. So that's up in the air now. That's the thing that could happen and i kind of hope it does because mm-hmm. we might see more of that stuff <clears throat> yeah. but it is still sad to see disney, disney infinity go do you mm-hmm. think you can license specific things like that like the avengers as opposed to just marvel mcu type stuff i would think yes because they've done that basically with the films you know i guess they've also done like like x-men yeah, yeah there has been like lego avengers so the right? last lego mm-hmm. avengers game yeah. didn't have the x-men in it right yes like there was no wolverine or anyone yeah. it was like characters that marvel Way. and disney own it yeah. did have a lot of characters. Yeah, but it didn't have any. It didn't have the Fantastic Four. It didn't have X Men. I'm like, pretty sure that you're right, but I'm not positive of that. Yeah, I want to fact I check, but I think you're right. Yeah, I don't remember though because there were tons of them. There were, yeah. But I feel like the way that that works with the movies will be the way that it could end up mm-hmm. working with games. This also makes me curious to see that obviously there have been Marvel and Star Wars Lego games before, and so the idea of can Marvel and Star Wars now enter Lego Dimensions? If Lego Dimensions is mm. gonna Stick Ooh. around in the Toys of Life genre. Probably, right? Yeah, but this is also, like like we've said, Disney Infinity were the best-selling Toys of Life yeah. toys, and so is this indicative of... Even with, like, Skylanders and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, but huh. uh, especially, I think Skylanders has dipped. Yes. Um, so, it's the thing I was going to say that I think was off the record, but... Um, <laughs> Probably shouldn't I, say that. Though. Skylanders, I know, is selling well, mm-hmm. but yeah, definitely never as well as Disney Infinity. Yeah. So part of that is why it's so confusing. Is that yeah, like what is what is Disney standard for it? Like, I mean, they it, must have said. I mean, enough. they did say high development costs. So I wonder if like Skylanders or uh, some Skylanders of these other... definitely wouldn't be as expensive. Yeah. yeah, like I wonder if they figured out a way to cut the cost on the front end of it. The games aren't as ambitious as the. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the thing. Is like Disney Skylanders. Infinity was almost too ambitious for its own good. Mm. Like it could have been a very and simple. It, like, it did so many things so well that it almost screwed up in marketing how well it did those things. Yeah, like 
there was so many different components. It was like, you know, we, we've already listed all the different things that you could mm -hmm. do, creation tools, racing games, fighting games. But they never really marketed that package very well because mm -hmm. there was too much of it, I think. Yeah. It was like, how do we, where do we begin on marketing all yeah. of the things that this can do? Yeah, I mean, we played the, uh, when the uh, newest line of Marvel toys came out, we played that mode that felt like... Marvel like, Battlegrounds. Yeah, and it that felt like awesome. Power Stone or yeah. like Smash Bros. It was really, really, yeah. really good. And I, they, I never saw them really advertise that mm -hmm. very heavily either. I guess that is kind of the silver lining is that while this does suck, I guess it does give other developers and publishers an opportunity to make cool stuff and other game types with these characters. Yeah. Right? Like I've always yeah. wondered like where's the Marvel MOBA? Yeah. Like MOBAs are huge right now. It would be awesome to see Thor fighting against Spider-Man, fighting Did against never... Cap, hmm. fighting against all the yeah, other different heroes. That would be interesting. I guess, yeah, you know? we had that. We had the DC one that I think failed, Infinite Crisis. Um, yeah. And then there's a Marvel... It's the game Anthony Gallegos works on. It's like Marvel. It's like Diablo. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. not like a MOBA, but... Um, Marvel Heroes, I Marvel think Heroes, yeah. Um, also, to note, since a lot of people are getting confused, there are two different avalanches. This is the avalanche uh, in America yeah. that worked on Disney Infinity, not the avalanche in Sweden that made Just Cause. So I think the difference is this one is... Uh, the Max. Disney Infinity one Max. is avalanche software. The other one is avalanche studios. I'm pretty sure is the only one. That's... that's very confusing. Yep. Um, yes, so uh, always a bummer to see uh, so many uh, hardworking, talented folks out of a job. Uh, our best wishes go to them. And uh, honestly, the silver lining here is that when a studio like Irrational closed down or let go of most of the people, it was a huge bummer. But from that, a year or two later, all of that talent spread across the industry. That's and they were at AAA studios and they formed yeah. indie studios. And so uh, hopefully a year or two from now, we have all these creative people working on a ton of super rad projects. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess sticking with uh, Disney properties, we have some Battlefront 2 news. Yeah, EA confirmed Battlefront 2 for next year, uh, which Ryan has made a note on this sheet. Is that something he predicted? Good job, Ryan. Man, Ryan, Ryan just and will Mitch, not let that one go. who died, did not predict. <laughs> he passed away? So we are uh, talking about two people who aren't here right now. Okay, so... <laughs> To be clear, they didn't confirm Battlefront 2. To be clear, 2. Mitch is not dead. To be clear, to be clear a couple things. <laughs> he just things. went to Canada. Mitch, Mitch is not didn't dead. die. That's what, is that what you say like when your dog goes like to a farm up north? <laughs> Mitch went to Canada. Yeah. He, went, he went to a nice city just in Canada. Great white north. Um, they didn't confirm the name Battlefront 2, but they confirmed that there will be a new Battlefront a, game yes. next year. Yes. Um, and that it will have, quote, bigger and better worlds. They always say that. Yeah. What if they said smaller and lesser in quality worlds? Yeah, I was going to say, like, wasn't the big criticism uh, of when the first, like, Battlefront, like, the current Battlefront was announced, was that it was it seemingly on the surface smaller than previous Battlefronts? Uh, yeah, in terms of, like, maps and modes right. and the fact that there was no space combat and stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and then people, like, I think with the DLC that's rolled out since uh, and then the stuff we're getting for the rest of the year, I think ultimately, like, something like Destiny or Street Fighter V, once the product has finished its, like, year-long arc, mm -hmm. it is a much different thing than it launched. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, yeah. we always talk about Taken King compared to Vanilla Destiny, how it's, totally. you know, almost two different games. Yeah. Um, same thing with... Uh, with Battlefront. Uh, but yeah, they also mentioned that they have new movies to work with, uh, including the historical movies. So uh, I think they're sort of showing that this will also be able to incorporate the uh, the new trilogy, I guess. By the time this comes out, it'll probably just be Episode 7 and maybe Rogue One. Yeah, so obviously, uh, big question is, is it going to have a single-player campaign? Yeah, I mean... God, please do. I yes. really, like, really, really want I that. I don't know. I'm a big Star Wars fan, but I'm not a big licensed game 
person. Like, mm-hmm. there's very few games out there that I would consider my top games that were like movies before that are now games. Like, yeah. I have zero interest in mm-hmm. Battlefront. Like, I didn't. I played it at you know E3 and was like, this is a shooter. It's a shooter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like That's the only the only draw for a shooter. Like, I, again, I'm kind of spoiled because I play at least in my mind, were the be- some of the best shooters ever made. Yeah. I only play those. So, like, I want to come to a shooter with those expectations in mind, and I just I think that's totally think... fair. That it's, like, about what Battlefront does well, it does really well for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, for Star the Wars. The audio yeah. is incredible. Yeah. yeah like, like, it's amazing, and it, it plays well. The environments are pretty, the and there's a lot to it. But the music, the yeah. sound effects, it all sounds like Star Wars. But I think in terms of combat, Destiny is better. Yeah, or Halo, Halo or Counter-Strike, or any... Definitely there's so many yes. out there, right? Yeah. It's, and that's it should be mentioned, it's is, not bad. It just, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. totally. Compared totally. to those, yeah. Yeah, um, and that's a snobby thing to say, but I'm fine saying it because mm. I believe it. But what I'm saying is, like, for me, the draw of Battlefront isn't the multiplayer or the gameplay, it's Star Wars, the property, which yes. to me is better realized in a scripted visual, spectacle-oriented, story-driven, yeah. single-player campaign. I totally agree. Like, remember when we saw the, what was it, the, was it? 1313? Um, no, the tar- what, do, what do they call the target thing? The vertical slice? The, yeah, the in-engine yeah. footage, yeah, but it's yeah. not the actual. When it was, like, in Endor. Yeah, Endor yeah, yeah. And you see, like, the, the ATST or the, I think it's, yeah, it's yeah. an ATST walking through the mm-hmm. forest, yeah. and, like, it's super pretty. Like, I want that. Not yeah. what we got in Battlefront. Yeah, personally, yeah. I agree. you know. Which I mean, honestly, that was the biggest criticism of Battlefront, and that was the biggest criticism of Titanfall One. And I would be shocked if Titanfall Two and then whatever this Battlefront follow up is don't have a single player campaign. Yeah, I totally like that agree. would be so. They, they would. It would be so deaf of I guess EA on both fronts to of not listening to their audience. Um, uh, yeah, but Ryan did make a note here. It sold 14 million copies without a campaign. Yeah. I mean, like it, yeah. the the audience yeah. has spoken. I mean, Max and Brian, who work with us at IGN, still adore and yeah. still play Battlefront. Which is so funny because like, they don't they don't play Halo, they don't play Counter Strike, they don't play shooters. Like they are the opposite of you, where yeah. they came with solely because it's a star because it does Star Wars. Game. And yeah, they don't and, care. You know, star Wars is not niche. Like, there's yeah. a lot of people willing to do that. But one of the things that I think Star Wars does best is world building, and I think expressing that through a single player campaign or a scripted story is. It, uncomparable to multiplayer. Yeah. To take the other side of the argument, I totally get where that's coming from. Like, we talk about it with other games like Call of Duty where, you know, the studios have come out and said, like, we see the stats. Like, our data mining shows that people spend 5% of the time in Call of Duty in the campaign mm-hmm. and 95% of it in the multiplayer. So why would we even spend... Like, if the costs are equivalent to develop each one, then why would we even develop yeah. the single player? I get that argument, but it's like, I, as a gamer and as someone who's paying for the game presumably like I feel like I'm in the right to be able to say personally that's what I would want to pay for no totally sure. oh yeah, yeah of course yeah. No, like, I'm the exactly the player. same is that I, I would only buy it if it had a campaign yeah yeah yeah, and it's funny, like, both the, the sort of the half-assed nature of the campaigns that Titanfall and Battlefront mm-hmm. had, where it's like, mm-hmm. no, this is a campaign. I'm like, no, no it's, it's not. If a hologram right. pops up in a corner and shouts at me when I'm fighting bots, that's not a campaign. No, that's exactly. Totally not a campaign. Yeah. Like, when I, I think, and I think it's because we, especially nowadays, like, I think people have really, I think people have really stepped up the quality of their campaigns, right? Like, I think it started with, like, remember when we first, when you first played Modern Warfare, mm-hmm. and you were like, 
this campaign is, you know, it's six hours or eight hours long, but it's so big and cinematic and you were doing things that you had never done before. Like, I think games have really done that over and over again for the last 10 years. Like, they really stepped up their campaign. So for a game to not have it, even if it's really good multiplayer or does something else really mm-hmm. strong, I think it's just notably absent in yeah. a time when it, like, maybe it wouldn't have been 10 yeah. years ago. Yeah, it's funny how the the rarest thing now in shooters is a game like Wolfenstein that comes out and just doesn't have multiplayer. Right. Oh, but that game was so It was good. awesome. Yes, absolutely. And the fact that like, Dishonored's coming out this fall and I assume is going to have multiplayer. multiplayer. Um, I don't know how you make multiplayer work in a game like Dishonored. Dishonored. I think yeah. you probably could. Oh, that'd be really cool. There's like blinking and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but that would like... like it would just how be, is that not just that OP? Dope. <laughs> I think I might have already spoken about it, but... Uh, I went and visited Insomniac not that long ago and played this Oculus Rift game called The Unspoken, which is a spell casting game. Mm. You can teleport and you can like, the, the spells aren't just like you flinging fireballs, which is one that you can do, but you can also like Fireball. construct a little like plane that you like throw at them and then guide and it hits them. Yeah. So it's like that kind of combat would work super well with Dishonored multiplayer. Like yeah. that would totally be if possible. It was, it was almost like a wizard duel. Yeah. yeah. But I think. For my play style in general, and, and this is totally just my personal preference, I would prefer to have a solid single-player campaign with a pleasantly fun multiplayer added mm-hmm. rather than the other way around. But mm-hmm. obviously there are a lot of people who yeah. are the other way around. I like, think Gears is the only thing that I'm 50-50 on. Like, yeah. I want awesome multiplayer and I want an awesome campaign. Both of those Halo things are equally important me. to me. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And I mean, Halo. like... Doom comes out later this week. And oh yeah, that's everything something... we've seen of the single player looks amazing. And I'm just, I'm just gonna play the single player. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna play the multiplayer. I just want to play the single player. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't. Yeah, actually, Doom multiplayer, I will probably play out of curiosity. Mm-hmm. I played it a than... few times on stream, like during the beta. It's yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm just not. I mean, yeah, and Uncharted just came out yeah. with yeah. multiplayer that is actually very good from what I played, mm-hmm. but I really, really liked it. Zero but interest. I don't yeah. care. You know. Yeah, I mean that's like, the... really in the long run, I don't care. Yeah, that's, that's not why I'm gonna. So I mean, I feel I I I kind of feel like closed minded when I say it, but like if your if your multiplayer gameplay isn't hitting Halo quality or Counter Strike quality, you have a very difficult time getting me interested at yeah. all. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean think that's, that's tough. Fair. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. Um, also, to piggyback off uh, the Doom, Doom thing, I was going to mention at the beginning of the show, yeah. uh, Doom comes out on Friday. And uh, we are not getting copies until Friday, and so we're there's not going to be a review when the game comes out. Uh, but that being said, the second we get copies in the office, we're going to be streaming it on Friday. Uh, I think Australia gets it first. Yeah, just how time works. They're going to get so it. So Australian office whatever. might get it first. So maybe yeah, they'll have content up. Yeah, and so uh, throughout the weekend, we, you know, we're going to be banging out content, but we won't have a review until probably next week, yep. early next week. Uh, yep. So that's not a indicative of the quality of the game or anything. That's just sort of a PSA on yeah. They uh, why specifically said it's there. because they want people to experience the multiplayer. And stuff. snack, 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 Mac mode. Nap, snap. Nap, snap. Snap, nap. Yeah, there's a snap, nap mode. I don't know what it is. There's what some, is that? There's some That's weird branded. They're like, we want people to experience single player, multiplayer, and, and snack, snap trap. <laughs> What's I don't know. I think it might be snap, map, but <laughs> I like thinking of snap, nap. Yeah, <laughs> that seemed like naps. a real fast, a very fast nap. Yeah. It's just snap, nap. I feel like every so time you guys have said it, you've said something different. different. So I <laughs> yeah, still no don't know what, what it is. is. I'm gonna be honest. We Neither. Yeah. Snap trap, snap map. Snap trap, snap. Snap snap traps a type of music. Yeah. Snap trap snap queen. Snap <laughs> My snap trap queen. Um, so going on with, I think literally the rest of the show might be uh, EA, but um, let's go. The big uh, reveal from Friday last week finally was Battlefront. 
or Battlefield. Battlefield. Whole which, other thing, Monty. Which, yes, takes place during World War One, like we all assumed. Uh, which I think we're all happy about, also. I think we're all happy about. You know, what's not, well, you know what I'm not happy about? It's called Battlefield 1. It's called Battlefield 1. Yep. Oh, this is why so I said Battlefront. For those, you, for, for those oh. of you non-Battlefield people out there, this is the fifth Battlefield game. <laughs> no, this not is the, the first. No. no, this is like the No, the first, like the main line, though. Oh yeah, I mean, but like not counting like desert combat. But there was 1942, was Battlefield One. Yeah, I would think 1942 is one. Vietnam is two. Then there were two Bad Company games, yeah. and then there was Hardline. And both the Bad Company see, I'm not talking good. about those. I'm talking yeah. like Battlefield Two, Three, Four. Either way, there's a lot of them, right? <laughs> yeah. So there's the, yeah. No matter how many there are, one is the least sensical <laughs> yes. number yeah. to choose. For yes. It. So it it <laughs> obviously coincides with the fact that it's World War One. So Battlefield One. Mm-hmm. Makes more sense than Battlefield World War One because I feel like we would have just shortened it anyway. Like if they had called it that, we would have just been like Battlefield. Or it could have been Battlefield: The Great War. That would have been way Dude, cooler. Dude, see, that's so yeah. much cooler. Marty plus ten. Bad Battlefield Gas Mask Bros. Well, that's that's not GMBs. You're declining. Less, less good. Yeah, that's less. <laughs> Battlefield good. Mustard Gases. Kind of. Still on a decline, I think, but Battlefield, I Battlefield, like... the Harlem Hellfighters. Oh, that's great. That's actually cool. Uh, yeah. uh, Anything with alliteration. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the uh, EA showcases trailer. Uh, it was Good short. Trailer. It was in-engine. It wasn't... They said it was in-engine, and so the game, it looked super gorgeous, but I wouldn't say it's uh, super indicative of uh, what the final game's going to look like, but judging how... I'm Battle... laughing at the way Marty says in-engine. I, I said it a bunch in yesterday engine, on the podcast, in and you're engine. it's in engine. It's fine. It's fine. Everyone just roll Sean, past it. Sean, how do you say engine? Well, I think he, the problem is that you're putting the words together in engine. Yeah. In engine. <laughs> in engine. I think it's fine. In engine. I think it's fine. In engine. Oh, it's very funny. I think it's fine. I think but yes, uh, we don't think that the game is actually going to look the way that it looked in the trailer. But it's probably going to look really pretty because yeah. Battlefront yeah. ended up looking really pretty. That's exactly what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Is like the in engine footage that we saw from Battlefront ended up not being exactly what the gameplay was, but mm-hmm. it was pretty close. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't yeah. too far off. Like Battlefront is a really pretty game. Yeah. Totally. Um, and it, it sort of showcased how uh, the game is using a lot of elements of World War One. Like mm-hmm. we mentioned mustard gas and trench Horses. warfare and horse. Horses and biplanes, biplanes and yeah. zeppelins, uh, but it definitely seems like it's taking those elements and adding like an insane action movie element to them. Yeah, but yeah. The trailer that we saw looked really like intense. Yeah, totally. Um, and yeah, it looked really cool. And then uh, I'm I'm really excited about it for whatever yeah. reason. I really like World War One in a in a way that I think it's very fascinating and how much it's shaped in Chips. various industries, like how much <laughs> how much it influenced. Uh, modern technology and especially things like firearms like it, it was mm-hmm. super influential and also like the restrictions that were placed on things like gases beforehand and during the war it's all just like it's fascinating and I hope that they do delve into some of the interesting history of it yeah and they've sort of mentioned that the way the campaign is going to work is it's going to be like a series of vignettes that's going to cover different sort of untold and marginalized stories from the war. So like I mentioned, Harlem Hellfighters, which yeah. is uh, was a group of African-American American soldiers. African-American American. What the hell was that? Just African-American. <laughs> An engine. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then it says it's going to focus on women as well. So it seems really cool. Um, we definitely don't know how the multiplayer is going to work. I'm curious to see because Battlefield is traditionally all about the you know, spectacle and 64 players and everything. So I'm curious to see how that how works. How do you use gas and trenches in multiplayer? Mm-hmm. Dan also brought up a good point. Or was it Dan? Maybe it was Vince. Yeah, it was Vince who brought up a, uh, point, a good point in a conversation recently, which is like, yeah, with the scope that we're used to in Battlefield and how many players there are, like communication is such a huge part of the gameplay, but like they didn't have things like radar back then. Like, how are you... Mm. That would like, be insane if it was legitimately, like, you 
can't communicate with your team unless you are within earshot of them. That's mm. what Vince was saying. Yeah. Is like how, that. like how he's interested to see, and I think this is actually a really you know uh, s- cool thing to think about. Is like you know how how much do they commit to the realism of the time where mm-hmm. it's like radar and radio or things that are kind of like not really yeah or or definitely used. not mobile yeah, yeah. definitely not like, and yeah like what if you know you had to send a scout on horseback over the hill in order to find out what was over there yeah. i love it i think they're definitely going to have a tough time of making something really really fun and exciting but also true to world war 1 i think that's a mm-hmm. huge challenge but i'm very happy about the <clears throat> campaign with a series of vignettes having it be a bunch of small stories pieced together like valiant hearts i think that's a really good way to tell genuine contained stories without having it get boring or mm-hmm. without having to have too much like just shoot a bunch of guys for an hour filler stuff mm-hmm. like I, th- I think this is the best way to do that and uh i'm actually really excited about it yeah yeah it's funny because so this was the earlier in the week we had the infinite warfare trailer that mm-hmm. came out in reveal and uh that uh, we talked about it last week but uh i'm excited for that game as well i didn't think that trailer was nearly as effective uh, oh, certainly thought, not. I thought the trailer was too long. Like yeah. I liked the back the back half of the Infinite War Warfare trailer was pretty cool, but they should have led with that stuff. They absolutely yeah, they should have led with that stuff. Um but yeah, but it's funny because uh both the trailers on YouTube uh are sort of juxtaposed to where Infinite Warfare has become the most downvoted video game trailer of all time. Yeah, and I saw that. Battlefront has become the most Battlefield has become the most upvoted, hmm. which both seems insane to me. Yeah, and it doesn't really make any sense. I yeah. don't understand how that works. Uh, they're both doing very different things. And, you know, every year people complain about Call of Duty being the same every year, and then they change things and people get mad. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't really know what people want at this they, point. That, this is indicative of our industry. Yeah, they just want to get mad. Yeah. Yeah, I'm stoked that this is as far apart as the two series have ever been totally. in terms yeah, of time, in terms apart. of tone. They're play totally differently. Yeah. They also look totally different. Like, yeah. there was, you know... There was a time when I'm not a Battlefield guy, and the last Call of Duty I played was Modern Warfare 2. So there was a time, you know, a couple years ago where I would look at both games side by side and not know which one was which unless I looked at the HUD. I think we did a feature... on one up back in the day, where uh, we t- it was a bunch of shooters looking down iron sights of guns, uh, and you trying to say like what what game is what this? Because it removes the HUD and everything, so yeah. it's just looking down the iron sights. It's like all of these are the same. I mean, yeah, yeah you like Chuck Sniper Elite in there as well, and yeah. you're just like, well, yeah, I have and that was no back idea. when Medal of Honor was making yeah. games, and yeah. I mean, I've said this before uh, that I don't really care about Call of Duty. The last one that I fully played was four, mm. so that was obviously a really. Oh, long you didn't time play ago. Modern Warfare two? No, mm. um, and I think it was like because back then. I mostly gravitated to what my friends were playing mm. on multiplayer and stuff like that, and it would have just been that everyone stuck with COD 4, I think. Mm. So mm-hmm. we just played that for a really long time. And I really enjoyed that game. Uh, and the first game I ever played online was Battlefield 1942, and then the second would have been Battlefield Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I definitely care a lot more about Battlefields than Call of Duty, but looking at these two like compared, I mean, I feel like I care about World War One, but I also like that Infinite Warfare looks like Halo-ish in story so it's like these I can't even decide I feel like this is the first year where you can't actually compare them you can't be yeah. like I want this one not this one it's like that. It, what are you comparing them on this yeah so that'd be literally different. being like choosing between Halo and Call of Duty and you're like well these are different things totally you know? I like this apple you really like that orange yeah, yeah. there you go <laughs> and I think this is really the first year it's had that which I think is really cool fruit salad yo though I suppose advanced warfare is very different to recent battlefields I mean, as well but and, and hardline kinda, I kind of yeah I mean I don't know I <laughs> I, I I 
I like aye, that aye, Battlefield aye. is, yeah. <laughs> I like that they're taking a chance on something. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think there's a lot of military shooters out there who go the futuristic route, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's kind of easy, right? Yeah, kind of easy, and, you know, you have that built-in audience that people... And it's cool, you know? Yeah. I'm a big sci-fi guy. I like that stuff. I just think that, like, from a design perspective, it's easy to be like, what does the future look like, the near future? And just mm-hmm. to take stuff that kind of already exists but amplify mm-hmm. it, like thrusters, lasers, like holocytes, like... Yeah, that kind of stuff. As long as you can make it fun, yeah, I guess. But uh, which is the which is the core thing of Call of Duty is the gameplay itself is remained pretty much unchanged since the first one because they nailed it. It's like the Great White Shark. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think increasingly, gaming. like I have problems with Call of Duty being too fast. I had this moment where I was like, but that's I, just because you're grown getting out old. of it. Yeah. yeah, totally. It's like, am I just too old? Like, is that yeah. actually what it is? Because I didn't used to have a problem with that. And now when I played, I'm like, oh my god, mm-hmm. like. Just it's just so quick. It takes I, I a second. I don't even know how to adapt to it now. It takes a second for you to get to that point where you realize, like, wait, this may this is be an I'm age old? thing. Yeah, <laughs> Marty and I will know. Yeah. you're a little bit younger than us. Yeah, yeah but I think it, I think it's happened. I yeah. find it just like overwhelming. And like, yeah. there was a time when I was just like so good at Halo, and I couldn't imagine how anyone could ever be bad. And then like I got older, and I'm like, wait, these kids are the reflexes they're, are better they're than faster mine. than I am. Yeah, like, I you're think just I've better gotten, than me. I think I've gotten worse at Halo. It's the same as like you know how they say there's an expiry on like. Pro Starcraft players. Yeah. Like, oh, he's 23. Reflexes it. Yeah. I mean, that's you look at, there's like some of the best Dota players in the world are like 16. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Some of the best Starcraft players are 13, 14, 15. There was, for a long time, a pro from uh, somewhere in Eastern Europe. I think he was Russian or Ukrainian. His name was White Raw. And everything was like, everyone made a huge deal about him because he was the first like competitive Starcraft pro who was 30. Damn. Like, that was. Ancient community. I actually, I went to the Smite World Championships last year, and uh, we were at the after party, and I had, I was with Jessica Negri, the cosplayer, and this kid came up to us. He he was obviously a player, and he would have been 14 or 15, and was like, I was sitting on the outside of the table. Jess was on the inside of the table. He was like, hey, I want to talk to Jess. He was like, she's hanging out with friends right now, like go away and he was like do you know how much money i made tonight and i was like dear god you're too young to have that much money <laughs> yeah. like that this is what happens when they give 14 year olds like that much money just you have to be leave. at least 50 or 60 to be able to say something like that and have it yeah. carry anywhere yeah, yeah and have it seem cool i was yeah. just like oh is yeah, he like the kid puberty? from like blank check yes yeah, it was awful dick. it was so bad he's probably he probably has speaking, a substance abuse problem <laughs> speaking True. of blank check there's no way a million dollars would have bought all that stuff Oh, you remember I mean, that movie? Yeah, yeah, that was. He bought like a castle. Yeah, a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, way. no, but okay. I don't think a million dollars can buy a castle. So oh, a dude, a rich dude, uh, hits. He no, hits no, no, the no. I've, the see, I've seen of the they movie. steal a whole bunch of money and then they hide it and he finds. I don't know how it gets. No, no, no. It he was... ends up with a he ends up with a blank check for a million. No, because the guy like hits. No, the guy, the uh, some dude. Hits a kid in his car, and the kid's like, "Fine." He knocks a bike over, and the guy's like, uh, "Don't tell, don't tell your parents." Oh, he right, gives him a blank a check. Or yeah, and the kid forges oh. the blank check for a million dollars. So he's a criminal. I mean, he becomes the. But you, if you steal from criminals, you're uh, you're a cop. Oh, that's okay. how cops. Are, that's <laughs> how cops are made. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So he buys that. a castle and like this enormous like forty acre <laughs> yard that he fills with. Uh, you know, toys and race cars, yeah. and then he has a private driver who's John Candy, yeah, who ends up being like his best friend, which is creepy. He kind of ends creepy. up having a faux romantic relationship with a detective who yeah. is like a, a middle-aged creepy. woman detective yeah. who's investigating him. He goes to the Smite 
World Championship and tries gets, to hit on Jessica, Jessica Negri <laughs> and then yells at Grandma Alana. Uh, yeah, it was super gross though, really. Yeah. Um, back on topic. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, please get us the next Where topic. even are we? Uh, EA has a new IP in the pipeline, which is due out next year. The EA CFO Blake Jorgensen said, we do have a new IP coming next year. We haven't yet announced it, but it's something that you'll probably see coming up soon. Mm-hmm. So Star this, Wars. this could be the GoPro the game thing that we saw from Criterion. Uh, yeah, but I, I feel like it's not because it it's, seems like it's something that we haven't announced. Um, yeah, um, but the, that Criterion game, what we saw last year, E three, no, no two thousand and fourteen. That was yeah. Uh, that looked interesting, but it was basically like a, an extreme sports game. There was like people, I think there was like, like hang gliding. You yeah. were on dirt bikes. Dirt and stuff. bikes. There was snowboarding. I think, I think was, so. was part of that as yeah. well. Uh, that looked interesting, but I feel like that's probably not it. Yeah, I mean, looking at the studios, like this might be, uh, we know, Bioware has a game in development that's not Mass Effect Andromeda. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know uh, Jade Raymond Studio Motive is helping with Amy Hennig's Visceral game, but is also has another project, so it might yeah. be that. Um, yeah, we just don't know, but uh, by the fact that he says, you'll see it soon, I imagine they'll either do at E3 this year sort of the dev diaries thing that they did two years ago where we get a behind the scenes look at it yeah. or maybe they'll just show a teaser for what it is I mean when was the last time EA showed a new IP last year they what, showed what that? Uh, Unravel oh damn yeah. yeah okay how about like a not Unravel because you know Unravel's like a I look at that as, as an indie game you know oh yeah it's not but that's how you're I look pejorative. at that Yes. Is what you're saying. Yes. Um, I mean, it wouldn't have been, most of their things have been sequels or based, like, there's Star Wars, there's Sports, there's uh, Mirror's Edge 2, there's Battlefield. Yeah. So uh, aside from... New IPs don't come around very often. Yeah, there's yeah. Garden Warfare. <clears throat> like. Yeah, the first Garden Warfare was a while ago, though. Yeah, last year was two. Um, yeah. So aside from Unravel, uh, it's hard to think of... Yeah, I mean, I guess the last one they revealed got canceled. It was uh, the Bioware 4v1 game, Shadow Realm. Oh, yeah, that actually sounded interesting. Yeah. I think that sounded like one of the most interesting of the 4v1 games. Didn't mm-hmm. we see gameplay of that? Yeah. We yeah. saw it at, I think I played it at Gamescom two years ago. It was announced, it was revealed. At, at pl- the press conference at Gamescom. Yeah. And then it was canceled, like, I think. I'm pretty sure I played like, it. I remember it, it was like a guy in a white button-down shirt and, like, black pants with, like, a sword and, like, demon black sort yeah. of shadowy it kind of figures. It kind in a way, but it also seemed like uh, it promised a really uplifting story. I think I was at that Gamescom with you, which is why I think I remember yeah. that. Yeah. You were at I mean, it looked too, really, right? Yeah. It looked really, really interesting. Um, that was canceled. Womp womp. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't really know what else they'll be doing. Um, they aren't releasing... An NBA Live game this year on console, but they are doing a mobile version, and yeah. they are aiming for NBA Live 17 on Xbox One next year. Yeah, that's such a funny series because that's, that's that series has been in such like a downward spiral. In NBA the last, Live, like, yeah, yeah, in the last yeah. like six or seven years, they had that game that uh, they finished the game, they sent out review copies, Ryan reviewed it, and then they canceled the game before the review embargo yeah, went up. That's right. So, so he like, played the game and then they yeah, canceled it. Yeah, he reviewed the game and then yeah. they just like, this is never coming out. Did that review come out? No, because no. it was back when he was at OXM. I would love to read it. I yeah. think Ryan has a disc of it, which I'm like, that might be the most valuable thing yeah, in his office. Yeah. Like that is a that is a non that game doesn't exist. Yeah, that's Granted, you're gonna play it and you're gonna be like, oh, so this is just a mediocre. I'm not, a big, I'm not a big sports games guy, but there's 2K, there's the 2K line of basketball mm-hmm. games, and that's like the good one, right? Yeah. Everyone Which, likes those? Yeah, and they've yeah. been really good for the last 
Okay. Whatever, Except for that weird connect stuff they had. Yeah. Don't do that. Horrifying. Yeah. And like oh, a wait. face scanner. Oh, the face scanner. Yeah, like make you into a player. Yeah, and it just yeah. looked so horrific. You turn into a monster. <laughs> that was not like good. A burn victim. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. Um, so NBA Live hasn't been doing very well for a pretty long time, uh, but it's possible that they paid so much for the license that they are still making them like it's still worth the money. To well, pay. and taking a year off is never a bad thing. Like, well, the other thing that is with like, Assassin's Creed. I'm so I, happy Assassin's Creed's doing yeah. I also think it's funny that like every in every other sport, EA has like the monopoly oh, on sure, the game. Yeah. So like I can't, Ryan's made a note here, like got to give credit to EA for not giving up on NBA Live. And it's like, I yeah. kind of get that because they believe that yeah, look, is every huge. other yeah. sport we dominate. Yeah. Like yeah. why can't we do it with basketball? Yeah. Like we they believe in themselves. I think they can make a good game. Yeah, I mean, last I checked, EA were the biggest publisher. I don't know how often that changes, but uh, and I think that's probably largely because of sports. Yeah, mm-hmm. stuff like, like uh, FIFA, Madden dude. and FIFA are like, like really like the the biggest overall. Yes, I mean, I would imagine. But I don't them, know. If that's I would imagine changed. them and Activision are right up yeah, there. Yeah, I would have thought them and Activision, but it's them. I would have thought that those two were the biggest ones outside of Microsoft and Sony. Uh. But I'm totally in the dark on this. I don't know. Microsoft published. Microsoft and Sony don't publish a ton. No, they don't really. I think. I don't know. I mean. I guess what does it mean when we talk about big publishers? Like volume of games? Volume of IP? I'm sure. Sales? Well, if it's money, then definitely not. Microsoft and Sony are. I don't think no, it's no, no, but it would, like, it's but if you're talking about companies. that, I think it would have to be it's money. Money they make off of off games. Off of publishing. Uh, yeah. So like Microsoft this year it. has published. They're going to be publishing what Quantum Break uh, and then whatever the fall lineup is. Yes. Whereas EA will have all of those sports games and mm-hmm. Mirror's Edge and uh, uh, all the Battlefront DLC and Battlefield and Titanfall. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. I think it's just they have we should, more. We games. should check that and get back to it next week. Yeah, but last I checked, it was definitely EA. I think also Sims hugely contributes to that. To be honest, yeah. like people spend a lot of money on Sims. Yeah, totally. And. Uh, yeah, the, the sports division is huge, though, so it's like, I feel like EA's attitude towards NBA Live is probably like, but we know we've got sports. Like, mm-hmm. we know we can do this. Just yeah. have to make it work. Yeah. And unfortunately, there's a lot of competition with 2K. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, they have a lot of ground to cover. Yeah. Uh, and then one final uh, EA note, which is very sad, and Destin is probably crying somewhere in Thailand, uh, is that they've officially uh, announced that Mass Effect Andromeda will be at E3, but that it won't be released until early 2017. We kind of called this, right? Yeah, it's not super surprising. No. Um, we've been hearing this. They they were saying for a while that it's either going to be, that it would be the end of 2016 or the beginning of 2017. Yeah. And I think that's totally fine. That's yeah. Mass Effect 2 and 3 both hit early in the year. Yeah. Um, and it's smart for them to get out of the busy, like this. I mean, this Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy, Persona, Persona, all of those October, November Didn't Mass games. Effect 3 launch in like February the year yeah, when it came out. Yeah, I think, and so, same yeah. Thing, and I think Mass Effect 2, Two was well. January. Yeah. It was even earlier, so definitely not unprecedented for the series. Um, but yeah, stoked that they said that they are uh, going to show up at E3 and show us something. Yeah, so. I'm so excited about that game. Mm-hmm. You really have to play Mass Effect. I'm going to. My, you haven't played Mass Effect? I've never played None any of them. of them. So I've said since July, oh, since July and August are super light as of right now with releases, I'm going to play through all three of them and yeah, chronicle so, that. What, I you haven't have played to, the third one. You have to be a little forgiving of one. It's I love kind, one. No, it's, it's kind of dated though now in oh, terms totally of is. the like how it plays yeah. and the mechanics and the systems. I mean, I only played it like three years ago. I didn't play it when really? it came out. Yeah, I played one and two like three See, years ago. See, I played it when it came out, and not only did it give my Xbox like a heart attack. like yeah. my, it It's was a like, huge game. Yeah. I could hear my like console convulsing <laughs> running that yeah. game. But uh, like... The, even even then, when I played it, which was would have been like what oh seven, yeah oh seven. Yeah, 
the great year of gaming. Oh, yeah. It was a good game. Uh, I remember thinking, like, this inventory system is super weird. And this yeah, upgrade yeah. system is, is really weird. Yeah, and yeah like, but I mean... For the stuff that Marty will like about that game, which oh, is well, yeah. the storytelling, storytelling and characters and are lore, unprecedented. Amazing. I think it's it's better than two. I haven't played three though. Yeah, two. Um, yeah, I think two is probably a better game. Game. Yes. You know, but oh, like yeah. the story, yeah. the story. And yeah, I played Mass Effect one on easy, so that the combat was like. Yeah, I might just do that. Fine. Like if I just play for the story. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, totally. that's how I played the story the is on phenomenal. Like yeah. you're gonna love it. It's one of I. So good. I put it up there as one of my favorite sci-fi and stories. It's like, like some of the decisions that you included, make in Mass yeah. Effect are not black and white. You make yeah. decisions that like affect entire races, and it's like, this isn't good and bad, even though there is. There is no right decision. That, that literally yeah. does well, exist even, in the game. There, yeah, there is no Paragon, right decision. Renegade. And, and you'll yeah. do something and you'll be like, oh no, Like, did I just completely screw up this entire thing for this person by trying to make this work? Like, mm. it's, It does such a good job of that. Even just the main storyline, like the setup for it, like who you are, the situation you're in, uh, and who, like, I don't know, are you familiar at all with the premise? You're a man or a woman named Shepard, right. and you have a spaceship <laughs> so, named the... Normandy. This doesn't Normandy. this doesn't go into spoilers, but okay. the premise of the game, the way the elevator pitch, if you will, for movie people out there, is that you play a newly appointed human specter. There have been no human specters ever. They're these intergalactic agents who have unprecedented power and authority mm-hmm. to go everywhere. They're like you know cops essentially. Yeah. Uh, but you're tasked with going after a rogue specter. Their biggest, their brightest and most ruthless and b- most experienced specter has suddenly gone rogue. God, I love Saren. And, yeah, Saren. And you have to go after him and figure out why the hell he did what he did. And, like, I love stuff. him. That's cool. the whole premise of the game. And cool. that story you unravel is so... I can't believe you haven't played this game. Uh, it was, there yeah, was, I mean, we've spoken about it a lot. There was this like span where like I, then I never played Skyrim or Oblivion or oh, wow. Fallout. Yeah. Um, wow. I'm a fake... fake You're definitely I'm a fake, fake gamer boy. boy. Um, boy. To just jump back to, you made a comment about Mass Effect uh, making your Xbox 360 really loud. Oh, I don't know if this is just me, but I have to plug my Xbox One out of the PowerPoint at nighttime. It's in my bedroom, or really? it hums. I can hear it humming all night. Huh. It there's permanently a, makes a, a small, noise. There's a small man, musical man inside of your Xbox. Well, so huh. I can, I think I know what you're talking about. I don't know. For me, it's not noticeable because my it's not in my bedroom, but uh, like. I haven't if heard you, anyone else complain about it before, but it's like, God, it's annoying. Is it in rest mode? Overall, no. yeah. So that's the thing is like, I don't you, think so. unless you have, it'll always kind of be in this semi on state if you have that uh, in your power settings, if you have that checked so you can say Xbox on. But I if mean, you. I don't have connect. But yeah. uh, maybe switch that off maybe, in your settings. Yeah, because I mean, I only got this Xbox One because it's a US console. I had an AU console like maybe two months ago and I probably haven't screwed with the settings since I've had it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it could be that, but it's infuriating. Or it could be the musical man. Yeah, it I could feel like be a lot of us. Man. But why would he him. stop humming when I take the plug out? Because he needs power. Like he oh, he's powered by yeah, like okay. we're electricity. Powered, like we're powered by <laughs> calories. Yes, he's powered by actual power. Yeah. Oh, I wish I could do that. I know. Oh, no, but eating is nice. This is true. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, And the final story (laughs) uh, are that mods are finally coming to the uh, Xbox One version of Fallout 4, which is a feature that was uh, talked about last year at E3. And uh, so, yeah, beta testing for Xbox One mods start uh, after the Far Harbor DLC is released next week. Uh, which can't is can't wait to see how this works. Yeah, because the stuff that people have made on PC is insane. Yeah. And so, Amazing. There's, there's an Iron Man. There's 
Kylo Ren. There's, yeah. There's tons of stuff. When and we were doing lots of Fallout coverage, I walked by our gameplay editor mm-hmm. at this guy, Mark Medina's desk, and he was driving around in a little Mario Kart. Yeah, you're just and like, yeah. I was like, hell is? I think yeah. Naomi did a stream the other day of... of just all the weird stuff. Yeah, some yeah. of the coolest mods. So I'm so excited about this coming to Xbox One. I'm yeah. glad it's finally happening. My, I'm a little. I'm a little hesitant just because I feel like on Xbox One, Microsoft's going to police it more and so I don't think we're going to well, get I mean, IP infringement. Licensing is going to Yeah, be like I don't think we're not going to get like nude mods. We're not going to get right. uh, Kyle Ren, Iron Man stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But there is some really cool stuff out there and I think it's awesome that, you know, this is a game that six months after its release we're getting Far Harbor, which is some of uh, Bethesda said is one of the biggest pieces of DLC they've ever done yeah. for any game and then but we're getting But I mean, there's this. mods that like just improve games in a way that isn't related to, you know, cool, wacky IP stuff. Oh, like, yeah. I mostly played The Witcher 3 on PC for mods, mm-hmm. and I, like, use inventory mods. I use weather mods. I use stuff that was, like, convenient and I feel like almost made the game better. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, like, room for that in... Uh, specifically, I think there's probably a lot of cool mods for uh, Fallout Shelter, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, if you could expedite <laughs> stuff. Yeah. yeah. Also, with a game like Fallout, like, you just add so much to the longevity of the game, the shelf life, by having yeah. these crazy mods and stuff, because it, it empowers creators to play with the sandbox and do new and creative yeah. things. Yeah. Like, I, you know... GTA Five is a game. Not only was it hugely popular at its release, but it like awesome it's hugely mods. popular enduringly because yeah. of mm-hmm. like the mods. Yeah, and I think totally. like something like Fallout is such a prime example for where this Vickles could work. Mod for GTA, yeah, it's so good. There's one. <laughs> There was a there's a force mod in GTA where it's like I saw again I saw Mark sitting out there like he'd stand on the freeway and like force push cars out of the way while yeah. they were about to hit him and I was just like this is so cool yeah. man That's so awesome uh, and plus like just to see that in the Fallout universe like what people do in that Fallout universe with whatever assets already exist could be super cool mm-hmm. yeah I'm I'm just happy this is finally happening for consoles and hopefully it's a thing that is successful and continues to happen in the future. Totally. Yeah, I mean, even if it's not successful, it's kind of an unprecedented thing. Like I can't think of a game I can't think of a console game where there's been like mods in the way that mods exist on PC. I mean, I'm partly hoping that this yeah. is I can't. like a a way to pave that that I assume was orchestrated by Bethesda rather than Xbox. Mm-hmm. I don't really know because I would have guessed if Microsoft had the choice, they would do it for Minecraft before anything else. I'm sure it was one of those situations where Todd yeah. Howard was like, listen, we want to That's do mods for this because we were, we think it's going to be a big thing for Fallout 4 on yep. PC. Can we make mm-hmm. it work? Can, yeah. Can you work with us Man, to if, do it? I never thought about that Minecraft mods coming to consoles. That would be awesome. Yeah, it'd be super cool. So here's a question for you. Are mods also coming? Fallout 4 is on PS4 too, right? Yes, I believe they've mods said the mods. The Xbox One, I believe. I think recently they said that they're also going to come down the road to PS4. Interesting. Yeah. See, like the 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 reason I wondered about that was because it seems like Todd Howard. I mean, Todd Howard is like a visionary, a luminary of our industry. I think that they would be. It wouldn't be outside of his like influence to be able to get Microsoft to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Also because Microsoft has vested interest in PCs. Yeah. Like yeah. so it's like native to their kind of DNA to have to allow mods because you know they make Windows yeah. and stuff. Sony on the other hand, that one seemed like a little yeah, bit more a traditional of a stretch. Japanese company. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. The idea to it seems a little bit more far fetched that Sony, yeah, like you said, a traditional Japanese company would be open to the idea of users going in and meddling. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's totally. no way with their stuff. Would buy that. Yeah, Nintendo does doesn't even know what mods are. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Mario Maker. It doesn't count. Why doesn't it count? It's not a mod. It's, not a mod. it's a Mario Maker. <laughs> Mario. Please leave. Mario. <laughs> Let's go. What was the baseball song? Uh, yeah, when they go, let's go Giants at baseball, They the organ at goes. At baseball. So it's like, they add, it's like. 
it sounds four like... beats when it should be three. It should be let's mm. go Giants, but they yeah. or Giants. Yeah, they go let's a go. Yeah, but it's like let's a go Giants. <laughs> so we thought there was so a nice like, Italian they, man playing go. the organ. Yeah, that's where <laughs> Brian's actually been. It. Brian didn't go it's to Brian. the East He's Coast. Just playing the organ. Brian's been playing the organ the for the last two weeks. <laughs> um, that got weird. Uh, yeah, it did. Yep. Alana. Marketplace report. Yeah. On Friday, Doom is coming out. Uh, that's retail. Digitally, we have Raiden Five, which is fifty dollars, and says shmup. Yeah, that's short for shoot 'em up. Oh, it's like what is that? Oh, what is that? <laughs> that's a, yeah, like, a shmup is it a shmup. Says shmup. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan so that's uh, a up. fell on shmup. his keyboard. <laughs> uh, Project Cars Game of the Year Edition is forty dollars. Coffin Dodges is twelve dollars. That's a cheeky cart racer. Do you think that was Ryan's words or like what cheeky cart racer? Yeah. Definitely seems like something the developers were like. Yeah, it's cheeky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if Ryan would write that. Yeah. Uh, As Kend Two, the world beneath is six thirty nine, but has a free trial. Uh, it's a match three puzzle Why? game. What the hell's the game? Six thirty nine. Thirty nine cents. Like no tax. <laughs> Mystery Castle is ten dollars and is a top down puzzle slash Zelda e game. Salt. Uh, <laughs> on the marketplace, May games with gold. We have Defense Grid Two all month long. Uh, it's a really good game. You should play it. And Costume Quest 2, which is May 16th to June 15th, also a very good game. Mm-hmm. I haven't played it, but I've heard amazing things and I would like also it. really like to play it. I like it a lot. On the Xbox 360, we have Grid 2 from May 1st to May 15th and Peggle from May 16th to May 31st, which if Ryan was I'm here, sure he'd Ryan say would it's say the greatest puzzle game of all it's time. It's the greatest puzzle game of all yeah. time. So he really no. likes Peggle. That's what Grid Ryan says. Grid 2 is fine. It can't be. That's what Ryan says. He's very passionate about Would you agree? Peggle. No. No. What is the greatest puzzle game of all time? Tetris. All three of those are very good games. They are all very good games. They're all better than Peggle, Brian. (laughs) God. As far as I'm concerned, Tetris is the only puzzle game. Uh, What about puzzles? I guess we can't do we can't do trivia this week because that wouldn't be fair because Brian's not here, so Marty would know the answer. So that's obviously I would know the answer anyways. Because you're very smart. I'm just so so brains. He is leading the pack right now. So many brains. You must be so brain. (laughs) That sounds very scary. I Sorry. like that like faux American accent. That, that was, sounded that was what's her name from that was the nurse from yeah, was, Star Wars. I was, yeah, I was doing a Star Wars. <laughs> who, was, who was patching up Chewbacca? After I can totally do an American accent. I think. No, you can't. No, I totally can. You could do wait, a you could do a Valley Girl wait, accent. We, yeah, can we hear it? I'm doing it right now. I don't know how you can't hear it. No, this is it's just still how you what, part, what part of this doesn't sound American? It's the, it's almost there. How is it not? Your vowels are still slightly Australian. Well, if I do the Valley Girl one, it's better, but I don't. Yeah. What, what do I say? Um, oh my God. Mods are like finally coming to Fallout 4? That is like crazy to me. Like, how is it going to work? I don't know. Thank See, you. that's really good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, anyway. Amazing. I was about to say you've offended even more of our audience. You probably haven't. Is that offensive? No. No? Okay, cool. Anyway, moving on. Consensus, no. <laughs> moving on as an ending. Can confirm. Uh, thank you, everyone, so much uh, for joining us this week. Uh, you can find us all on Twitter <clears throat> and various things. Uh, I'm at McBiggity. Sean, where are you? At Shop by Finnegan. Have you done anything cool? Uh, so much. <laughs> everything I do is cool. <laughs> yeah. God, uh, you know I what stun? wasn't cool? Everyone getting nauseous on GameScoop last week. What happened there? What? Ha- oh, oh! Have you looked oh. at the comments? Yeah. So everyone someone... got nauseous who watched it. Yeah. So I guess this <laughs> is pretty, news yeah. to unlock people. But we used the slider on the last episode of Game Scoop, and Which I guess pretty much a thing where a camera goes like But it was very slow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very nice and slow, no, subtle move. 
and everyone, I suppose, I guess everyone in the comments was like, "This is the worst!" Like they revolted <laughs> against We're it. Like, all right, no more slider. I was like, "What? Can okay. we break the slider on Game Scoop this week?" No, I'm just gonna have it go even faster. <laughs> like you, they Double think, down they think they're sick now. Wait until uh, this gonna be like, week's enter episode. The void. Yeah. I want to make you nauseous. <laughs> make it in time with a beat. Yeah. Just like slide from one side to the other in time with dubstep. Yeah. I just thought it was so funny because like on the production side of things, we were like, "This slider looks awesome. Like it's more production quality. Everyone's gonna love it." And then like. It was universally hated. I don't know yeah. how. That's what happened when I we. I mean, ate, I thought I looked pretty bad. For when we ate ham on Beyond, we thought everyone would love it. No, we didn't. No, we knew that would be a bad idea. It was. That's why I never didn't again. Eat the ham. Uh, <laughs> Alana, where can people find you? I am at Charalanazad on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I don't know, YouTube, Tumblr, Map Snaps, LinkedIn, Snapchat. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I am on Snapchat. I'm, no, Map that, I'm, That's not my LinkedIn. Uh, Map Snaps, like yeah. the Doom thing. Yeah, yeah that's at Charalanazad. <laughs> <laughs> snap nap that's that's what you can join me to compare nap times <laughs> oh, man my nap time the was so much shorter than yours the latest nap uh from Bethesda the latest nap yeah snap nap uh <laughs> and I am working on a lot of Disney Infinity stuff so because we visited Avalanche two months ago there was so many features that I was working on that are now like totally irrelevant because that studio got shut down which or sucks or they more relevant I mean what I'm trying to do is is get them up before they are completely meaningless which mm. I mean it sucks because I've been working on some of this stuff for like two months but we did get the uh, Kylo Ren from Concept Art to Toy documentary up which is something mm-hmm. that I'm really proud of CJ who is one of our producers did an awesome job on that yeah, I'll put that in the show notes totally recommend checking that out um, mm-hmm. but yeah I'm going to be trying yeah. to work on a lot of features to do with, to do with that mm-hmm. um, and then you can also communicate with us uh multiple ways via our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash groups slash podcast unlocked. Possibly. Otherwise, just search for podcast yeah. unlocked on yeah. Facebook. Uh, it's a super cool uh, group. Everyone in there is really sweet. Very <clears throat> nice. Great discussion on games. Uh, also, YouTube. Yeah, you can find uh, Unlocked on YouTube at youtube.com slash IGN Unlocked. Marty and I are in a lot of the comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have all of our videos on there now rather than on the main channel. And this is basically... Because when we would post videos like breakouts on the main IGN channel, uh, people would click on them seeing a headline and not expect, you know, three people sitting in a room talking to each other. They'd be like, why aren't they looking at the camera? Because they're people who aren't all familiar with podcasts. So Mm -hmm. we basically decided to break our podcast off into their own channels for people who know what podcasts are and are specifically looking for podcast style discussion. And also so that like our IGN main channel just doesn't get flooded with things that kind of aren't uniform with the rest of the channel. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully you'll be able to find things easier and yes. be able to keep up with the show. It's also easier. easier for us to keep up with the community of the totally. show, to yeah. be perfectly honest. Like, it's so much easier for us to get in comments now that it's on its own channel and to also respond to what people want to see on the show. And we might be doing stuff like Let's Plays. Maybe we'll get Marty to do some stuff for Mass Effect when yeah, he plays it. totally. We're going to play uh, Blinks. Yeah. Alana the Valley Girl as a whole, like, an, we'll a whole a separate host. Me as a Valley Girl, <laughs> if you want. <laughs> terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. <laughs> uh, awesome. Thank you guys so much, uh, uh, for Sean, Alana, my name is Marty. Ryan will be back next week unless mm-hmm. he dies. Destin. I also think Destin will be back next week unless he also dies. That would be very sad. That would be extremely sad. Yes. Uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, that was Podcast Unlocked, episode 245. I don't know how Ryan ends this show. So I believe he says 245 and three zigzags. Maybe, maybe that's, that's all we need. need. Yeah, Done. that's how he ends it. Stop there before we get copyright struck. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> is it because our pitch was so perfect? <laughs> Sorry. Bye, guys. <laughs> 
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.